Hi, I'm Roger Blackmore. I'm the lead pastor at Genesis Church on Long Island in New York. Thanks for downloading our podcast. I hope it's a blessing to you. If you want to learn a bit more about our church, then check out our website, genesisli.com. And of course, if you live within traveling distance of us, we'd love to see you in person on Sunday morning, worshiping with us. So here's today's message. Enjoy. To do week two of the bottom line. Now, some of you who know me and know my husband know that the fact that he and I are married is just proof that God has a sense of humor in some ways. And this is how. You have one member of our partnership who hates mornings and hates working out even probably on an equal amount. And then there is another half of our partnership who gets up at 4 a.m. every single day, rain, shine, snow, whatever, and runs 10 miles. The fact that we are together is really just proof God has a sense of humor. And you've worked out already which part of that partnership I am, because I hate a runner, okay? So my husband mentioned during the summer, I should have known, I married a phys ed teacher. When you marry a phys ed teacher, you should know this is how things. He had mentioned during the summer that he would love a rowing machine. So it was his birthday um, three weeks ago. So I decided that I would get him a rowing machine for his birthday. So I went online, I did a little research, and I found a rowing machine I decided to order, and it was this one that's up there. So I decided I was going to order this rowing machine for him to use. After I quickly established that most rowing machines were way out of my price point, but I found one that got great reviews, I decided I would get it. So I ordered it. And about a week later, a big box showed up at my front step. This is not said box, because said box said, needs two people to carry and big riding on it and whatever else. So this is, but this big box showed up on my doorstep. Now, as I opened box, here's the thing. There was only one thing that I was looking for when I opened that box. It was not a seat. I assumed, hopefully, it would come with a seat. It was not some screws, pieces. Literally, I'm sure this is a 10-cent tool that is going to put together a machine that's going to hold a 200-pound man, but I don't know how that's going to work. This is not what I was looking for. There was only one thing that I was looking for. Pedal, I assume there's two of those. This is all I cared about. This was the only thing that I was looking at when I opened that box. You guys have already worked out. It's been sitting now for three weeks, and I'm still... (laughs) (laughs) Haven't quite put it together. The mechanic in my family went back to school, and I'm a bit stuck at the moment. But there's only one thing that I was looking for when I opened this box. Now, I know sitting in here today, we have some engineers, we have some mechanics, we have a bunch of you who are probably really, really good at putting things together. My guess would be, when you opened this box, you would have been looking for the same thing. No matter how experienced, no matter how skilled you are, my guess is you would know that this was the only thing that was going to help you get from the box of 100 parts to the finished rowing machine. Where I am going with this 
is as obvious as the plot line of a Hallmark Christmas movie, <laughs> but I'm gonna go there anywhere. For you to get from where you are or where you've been to become the person that you were made to be, to become the person who can fulfill the purposes God has for your life, to become everything that God has planned for you, you need the instruction manual. You are not gonna get there without the instruction manual. And the difference between this instruction manual and this instruction manual is there is power in this instruction manual. This instruction manual is full of broken English that I can't quite work out what it is, but this instruction manual was God-breathed Every single word, every single sentence, every single punctuation mark was God put there on purpose because this is the Word of God. There is power in this Word of God. See, the Word of God is the most powerful thing in this universe. You want to know how? Look at the, in the book of Psalms. The psalmist says, the Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He spoke, and the world was created. He spoke, planets were made, the universe was made, where we are living was made. All it took was God spoke. I wonder if he's interested in helping with a rowing machine. I really, really... <laughs> But that was all it took. God spoke and it happened. And here's the thing. The power of God in the word of God was not just a one and done thing. That did not just all happen in Genesis 1 and then it's done. Hebrews 4 says this. It says, the word of God is living and active. It's still alive. The word of God is still available to us. The word of God is still there for us. It is living and active. It wasn't just used to create the planet that we live on. The rest of that verse, uh, Hebrews 4.12 says this. It says, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It is sharper than any surgeon's scalpel. See, the Word of God has the ability to point out what's wrong in my life. It has the ability to help to correct, get rid of those parts in my life that I don't need. And it has the ability to show me exactly what it is that I do need. There was a famous preacher in Chicago about 100 years ago by the name of D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody said this. He said, the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge. The Bible was given to change our lives. This is not something that I read and I get a whole bunch. This is living word that is going to help me get to where it is that I need to be, get to where it is that I I'm gonna become the person that it is God has called me to be. So here's what I wanna to do today. Dad did it last week, I'm gonna go for it this week. 
I'm going to look at, I want to look at six ways, six ways that the Bible can transform your life. What are six ways that the Bible can change us, six ways the Bible can help us to get from where we are to get to where it is that God has called us to get to? Number one, God's word recreates my life. See, when my life is falling apart, when it feels like I'm at the end of my rope, when I don't know which way is up anymore, God comes in and he gives me a whole fresh new start. In Christian ease, we say we become born again. It starts over. It starts fresh. I have a blank slate. I have a clean slate because I am born into this relationship with Christ. But here's the thing. Without the Bible, we couldn't be saved. Without the word of God, we wouldn't be headed to heaven. Why? Plainly, we wouldn't know about heaven. We wouldn't know Christ had died for us. Now, you may say, but somebody would have told me. The chances are somebody got it from reading God's word. Go back enough times, eventually, even if everybody's just talking, it goes back to somebody gets it from the word of God. We wouldn't know how to trust him. We wouldn't know that God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us without God's word. The Bible is often compared to a seed. It's like a seed planted in your life. Once it takes root in your heart, once it goes down there, once it's planted, it begins to sprout. And it begins to grow. And then it begins to bear fruit. Then you'll see all the changes for good in your life as we start to spend time in God's word and as we are recreated. 1 Peter 1.23 says this. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. So the first thing is that God's word recreates my life. Number two, God's word eradicates my guilt. This is huge. This is a big one for us. Here's the thing. You do not have to have any guilt in your life. You do not have to have any regrets. You do not have to have any shame those memories from the past, those things that come to your mind at times when you're, you're alone or at night, but you know, those things that just keep playing over and over, the things that you may have done, the things that, you may, that may have happened, those reminders that sometimes can consume our lives, God's word can get rid of those. Because God doesn't want you walking around with the baggage of guilt weighing you down. God doesn't want that on you. How do we know that? We get into God's word. Ephesians 5.25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water. Here it comes, through the word. See, when I take the word of God, when I fill my mind with the things that are in here, instead of a lot of other things I could be filling my mind with, it washes my mind, washing through the word. It cleanses away the dirt, the junk, the grind, 
the grit, the shame, the sin, it takes care of all that. That's what God's word does. When I read verses like 1 John 1, 9, where it says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. When I read verses like Romans 8, 1, so there, now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. No, none, nada, zip, whatever you want to put there, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But I have to wash my mind in this, and from there I know that God has forgiven me for the things that I've done. And here's the, the kicker. He forgives me for the things he knows that I'm going to do because he's met Charlotte before and he knows how some of her days are. And for you too. Everything I've done, everything I am going to do, I am covered. God is going to take care of that because he sent his son to die on the cross for me. The word of God eradicates my guilt. The word of God gets rid of those things that prey on me. The word of God reminds me I don't need to because I know where I can go exactly in here to remind me of God's promises and what he has for me. Number three, God's word activates my faith. Let's be honest. Most of us in here, good portion I would say at least, aren't the most overly confident or courageous people, right? In fact, most of us probably are terrified at taking risks. Okay, I'm terrified of taking risks. I'm not the most courageous. I know I'm the only one in here, but just bear with me for a second, right? So not all of us are like that. We're not going to be like that. We have a fear of failure. We're afraid if we try something, maybe we'll fail at. We're afraid to step out because you know what? What if it doesn't work? What will people say? How will I feel? What will the outcome be? And here is the great part about God's word. God calls us to walk confidently. God tells us to be a confident people. How do we get there? We get there by faith. How do we get faith? Faith is activated by God's word. Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. If you've ever been reading a verse in the Bible or a passage in the Bible, and you get excited and you say, you know what, I got this, I can do this. Or if you've ever been sitting here on a Sunday morning and there's just been something that you've been afraid to step out into or something you felt that maybe you should do, but you're like, I just don't know if I can do it, I don't know if I can step out. And as you're listening and as you're singing and as you're you know, spending time reading the verses that we're, we're putting up or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden, you know what, you say, I got this. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ because he gives me strength. And as you sit there and as you, you know, are excited about it and you say, yes, as God can, is with me, I'm going to be able to do that. That is your faith being activated by God's word. God gives us the promises to help us with God's word. During the summer, um, Eric and I were on vacation and we were going to spend in a few time, a few days away. So I, I was in a bookstore um, while we were away, and I decided that maybe I needed to um, get something. Maybe I could find something that I could read while we were were there. So I was looking up and down the shelves, and 
I came across a, uh, a book, and now you're all going to hate me because I'm about to put a worm in your earworm. It says, let it go. And I'm, I was going through a bit of a Marie Kondo phase where I was trying to get rid of like, a lot of clutter because that's what you're supposed to do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy this book and let me just read book, being the laughing term, basically it's a fancy magazine, but let me just read it and see, maybe it can help me get, clear out some clutter or whatever. And then I opened it up and, you know, it was not actually just about clutter, it was about other things and um, fight stress, Navy SEAL style, I just skipped right over that because uh, that probably is not happening. Sleep better, sleep deeper, sleep longer. Mood foods recommended by Dr. Oz. Bell peppers apparently help stress, in case anybody was wondering. But you see, here is the difference between me reading a self-help book slash magazine and actually going to God's word when I am stressed and I need to let it go or whatever it is that is going on. See, the people who write this did not put it in the back. Here is my phone number. If you need help with any of these articles, Please just contact us, and we will be right there at any time to help you through it. No, the people in this magazine are laughing all the way to the bank because I paid 16 bucks for basically a magazine, right? So I was on vacation. Anyway, so it wasn't thinking. The difference between a self-help book and this book is this. There's power in this book. In this book... The author is right there, and I don't even need a cell phone to get hold of him. He is with me at all times. He has promised me that he will never, ever leave me. And as I read this, I become empowered. As I read this, I become excited. As I read this, I know that I can do the things that I may be too timid or maybe too afraid, or I may just not have the courage on my own because I know that I'm not on my own. And I know that God is with me every step of the way. The power of God's word not only tells you what to do, but it gives you the power to do it. It increases our faith. All of the promises in this Bible that tell me if I do this, if I take the first step, God says he will increase my courage and he will increase my expectations. See, that first little step may just be a small one, but as I gain confidence, as I really re am reminded and I feel God's presence with me as I'm doing it, I'm emboldened to step out more and more as I take the first step. Psalm 55 says this. Those of you who are old school know this verse in a different light, but I love this uh, paraphrase the message. Pile your troubles on God's shoulders. He'll carry your load. He'll help you out. He'll never let good people topple into ruin. But you, God, will throw the others into a muddy bog, cut the lifespan of assassins and traitors in half, and I trust in you. Old schoolers, cast your burdens upon God, for he cares for you, okay? But... As I just give it to God, as I say, you know what, God, here, this is it. He will then move on from there and help me. He will carry the load as I step out into things. As my faith is activated, as my confidence is bolstered, 
I'm able to take on bigger and bigger challenges for God, move into the unimaginable things that he has planned for me. Number four, God's word stimulates my growth. So as I step out, as I become more active in my faith, I start growing in my God-given role. It stimulates my growth. God's word helps me to stay on course and continue on the right path as I go. Dad started this series last week with a verse, the verse in 2 Timothy 3. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good word. The purpose of the Bible is to help us live out the purpose that God has for our lives, to get from where we are to where it is that God has planned for us to be. Every single person sitting here this morning has a purpose, a God-given purpose for our lives. Whether we're heading in that direction, there is something that God has planned for us, and the Word of God is there to help us get to wherever it is that God has planned for us. The Bible makes sure that we are fully equipped, that we have everything that we need, that we're thoroughly prepared and ready to face every challenge and life that comes our way. See, the Bible does four things right here in this verse. It teaches, it rebukes, it corrects, and it trains. So in my life, as I am going through my life, as I am going through my daily living, that is what the Word of God, as I spend time in it, it's going to help me to do. So teaching. Teaching means that God's Word shows me the path that I am supposed to be walking on. Rebuking. God shows me how I got off the path and why I now find myself in the ditch that is right next to the path. Correcting. Shows me how I get back on the path for my life. Training. God shows me how to stay on the path so that I don't fall in the ditch again. The Bible is there for four things. Those four things are going to help us to stay on the path that God has for us that is going to lead to us doing the things that he has planned for us. So that is why God's word stimulates my growth. Number five, God's word illuminates my mind. Psalm 119, 130 says this, understanding Your word brings light to the minds of ordinary people. As I read God's word, as I meditate on it, and I mean as I spend time in it, as I don't just read it once and then put it back, as I, you know, just think about what I've read, as I maybe read it a few times until it starts to come into me, God turns the light on. He helps us to see things in different ways and from different perspectives. I don't know how many of you this week, Dad had challenged us last week to read through the psalm um, this week and to start at Psalm 1. And I had mentioned to somebody throughout the week, it was amazing to me this week because 
Hey, I've been a PK for 47 years. I've read the Psalms once or twice, to say the least. But this week, you know what? I, I said to God, you know what? Just show me if there's something new and the different things that would pop out of there as I was reading this week. At different times, God illuminates my mind in, in different ways. Sometimes as I'm reading, it's like, whoa, it just pops right out from there. But other times it may be as the day goes on, it's like, wait, that's what that means. That's what I can get from that. It slowly dawns on me. I guess it's kind of like a dimmer switch some days, right? It slowly gets there. Other days, it's the bright light. But God's word illuminates my mind, helps me as I'm reading to understand what it is exactly that is going on there. Psalm 119.105 says this, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. See, as we read God's word, he turns the light on so that we get direction on our path to show us where it is that we need to be heading. I was reading this this week and looking at it, and I was thinking it's kind of funny. Of course, this was written back in Bible days, so they would walk with torches, and, you know, they would have those there. And I was thinking, actually, I guess if we wrote nowadays, it would be your word is a flashlight app. I don't know, because uh, this is pretty much what I use for a flashlight or a light if I need anything that it is. But it's God's word shows us the way that it is that we need to go, where we need to get to. Here's the thing with a lamp or a flashlight app. It's usually only going to show me a couple of steps ahead. So I need to be constantly moving. It is not a case of, you know what, God, here's the deal. I need you to show me the next 20 years, if only, right? And I'll be good, and then I'll know exactly where I'm going. And God goes, no, nope, here you go. I'm going to give you enough light to get you through today. And then, you know what, as you move forward, I'll give you a little bit more. But I have to be constantly reaching, moving forward, moving on the path for my life that God has for me. Psalm 119.18. Psalm 119 is a good psalm to read. It may take you more than one day, being the longest uh, chapter in the Bible, but it has some great things in there about God's Word. It says, open my eyes to see the wonderful things in your word. See, it's not just enough for me to read this and say, okay, I assume that God's going to show me. No, it's a case that I read this and I pray and I say, you know what, God, as I'm reading this, please illuminate my mind. Please show me what it is you want to show me. Please help me to get to where it is. Please reveal yourself through whatever it is that I am reading today and help me to just understand what it is I'm reading understand what it is that you wanted to say to me today from this part of the Bible that I am reading. So the Word of God illuminates my mind as we spend time in there, and it illuminates my path as I spend time going through life day after day. Number six, God's Word elevates my mood. Okay. Let's really be honest here. Sometimes we all need a mood elevator, right? Sometimes we can be a little grumpy. We can be a little down. Okay, I can be a little grumpy. <laughs> right, sometimes 
Sometimes we can be that way. Sometimes we just have a bad day. We rolled out of bed the wrong side, whatever it is that we need. We're down in the dumps. We just don't, we're having a pity party. We just don't want to be bothered with anybody. It just, everything's falling apart. And I'm convinced that nobody cares about me. So sometimes we need a mood elevator. At those times, what if instead of getting a shot of caffeine and hoping that it will help, we got a shot of God's word because we know it will help, right? Sometimes it's important that, you know what, those times when I just don't feel like anything else, let me go to the one place that is going to help me. Not a self-help book, not a whatever it is you order from Starbucks. Let me go instead to God's word and from there get encouraged. Romans 15.4 says this. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. I want to highlight four words that are in there. there. Everything, scriptures, encouragement, hope. Everything in the scriptures is there for my encouragement and to give me hope. Hope. Everything? Even the tough parts? Yep. Because sometimes those are there to encourage me to get my life back in the right direction, to encourage me to start making better choices, to encourage me to get my life back on the path that God's turned for me. So what if next time we get discouraged or we're feeling tired or we're running out of energy? What about if we read the Bible instead of flipping on whatever social media channel it is, or assuming that Dr. Phil is gonna have a divine word for me today, or whatever it is, what if we instead turn to the book that actually has the power to make the changes? See, this book will elevate our mood. This book will elevate how I am feeling. This book will encourage me. This book will give me hope So what if if I spent time with God those times that I know that I am down and I need an encouragement? Back to Psalm 119. It says, you're my place of quiet retreat. I wait for your word to renew me. In the craziness of 2019 Long Island life, in the busyness of everything that we have going on day in and day out, What if we turn to our place of quiet retreat? That's a lot cheaper than going to the spa. And I made this my retreat. And I said, you know what, God? I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to wait because I know that you can renew me. I know that you can encourage me. I know that you can lift me from where I am and remind me who I am. No matter what is going on, no matter what anybody else is saying about me, I know I am yours, and I know that you have a plan and a purpose for me. What if we did that? The Word of God encourages us. The Word of God transforms us in six ways. It recreates my life. It eradicates my guilt. It activates my faith. It stimulates my growth. It illuminates my mind, and it elevates my mood. All of those things are covered by God's word. But let me just give you three bonus points, because six wasn't enough. Here is the deal. 
None of that is going to happen if this is sitting dusting on my bookshelf. If this is never open, there is no osmosis here, okay? There is not, okay, if I think about it, maybe I will get something from it, maybe. This actually has to be something that we spend time in. The first thing we need to do with this is we got to learn it. We have to learn it. We have to open it. We have to read it. We have to look at it. I'm going to probably step on toes here, but I'm going to. A verse a day popping up on your phone whenever it pops up is not, it's a great thing, but it's not, shouldn't be the only thing. We need to spend time, and I realize, hey, I know, life is crazy, life is busy, but this needs to be a priority because this is going to transform me. We need to learn it. We need to accept it. We need to accept it. Now, it may be that I don't understand it all. It may be that I don't agree with it all. It may be I don't like it all. It may be there are parts in here that I just wish weren't in here, and I'm being God honest with you right now. There are some things that maybe I struggle with and you struggle with that are in here. But here's what I have to say. I have to say, you know what, God? You're God, and I'm not. And if this is your word, and if these are the ways you are going to, what you are going to use to help me get from where I am to where I'm going to be, I'm just going to accept that what is written in here is how I live my life. And what is written in here is going to be the bottom line for how my life is run and for what I believe and from where I go from there. So we've got to accept it. And the third thing is this. We have to act on it. John 13, 7 says this, 17. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Oh, well and good me reading it. Oh, well and good me accepting it. But if I don't actually do the things that I'm encouraged to do, if I don't actually re go ahead and do the things that it says in there for me to do, it's really not going to be much good for me. You don't get blessed for the parts of the body that, uh, for the parts of the Bible that you know. You get blessed for the parts of the Bible that you actually do. And that's what I want to encourage you and leave you with today. Let's be people who are transformed because we are spending time in here. Let's be people who are transformed because we are acting on what is in here. Let's be people who are transformed because we accept that this is God's word. And some of it in 2019 America may not be very popular and they may tell you that's old fashioned and that's not the way to be and you, this is God's word and this is how I am gonna base my life. It is gonna be the bottom line for me. So let me leave you with a, an encouragement. So. Dad last week left us with a bit of a challenge. So we spent the week going through the first um, seven Psalms, okay? I'm going to give you this week's challenge. Ephesians, okay? Ephesians 1, there's only six chapters, so I gave you a day off, okay? Six chapters. Let's read the book of Ephesians together this week. And just like Dad, it has been, I, I don't want to say strange, but it has really felt good this week to actually touch a book, 
I read everything on e-readers nowadays or on my phone. Take out a book, read the Bible, go to Ephesians towards the back, and let's read that together. Let's be people who know the word. Let's be people who are eager to learn from the word. And as we act on it, God is going to use it to pull us and to move us all into the purpose and the plan he has for each and every one of us. And that's where we want to be as we go on in life. Let's pray.